In a world filled with movie podcasts, three critics from the juggernaut media market of San Antonio decided to change the entire course of the internet. A feat attempted by many and conquered by many to produce a relatively listenable podcast. Devastating truth bombs. Brace yourselves, guys. The Muppets are puppets. You know that, right? <laughs> no! Wait! Oh, okay. no. They're puppets. Don't ruin it! And <laughs> Muppets is, are puppets. This is kind of <laughs> Hard facts. Yeah, not Kevin Feige or Feig, whatever, but uh, I think it's Feige. Is it really? I have no idea. <laughs> Asking the important questions. What is that? What, what was that that I just saw right now? It was like a fat Iron Man. That's it's a Hulkbuster. Hulkbuster armor. That's, that's how he fights the Iron Man. <laughs> this is the Cinesnob Podcast. Welcome to bonus episode 10 of the Cinesnob Podcast. I am Jared Kingery, and I'm here with the author and illustrator of The Naughty List, Mr. Norm Harper and Mr. Christopher Tupa. Hey, how's it going? Hey, okay. <laughs> awesome. i got to wait my turn. Oh, awesome. No. Thanks no, for uh, Thank us. you for having us. Now, full disclosure, Norm and I have known each other for... I don't know, 30, Long time. 30 Going on years. 30 years. And this is, uh, this is a children's book you wrote. Yes. Uh, when did you write this? I wrote this uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago. Wow. Right yeah. around there. Yeah. Well, then, so, uh, first of all, just like, give everybody the gist of what the book is. The book is a holiday tale about a uh, young boy who is normally very well behaved. Uh, but this year, uh, he. Here's a plot to kidnap Santa Claus, and uh, it's going to happen when Santa lands at his house. So he realizes that the only way he can save Christmas is to misbehave so much that Santa skips his house so that it ruins the plot um, to harm Santa. And he starts small, and it just sort of builds and builds and gets uh, comically more uh, disastrous. So if he's naughty, Santa won't stop there and won't get kidnapped. Right. What do these guys want to do with Santa? Uh, they I, they have a ransom plot. We're, we're a little vague about it in the book, but but I, mostly I, I think uh, if you I think if you have Santa Claus captured, you'll you'll get Free a pretty presents. good payout. The elves have just got to have like gold and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those elves are are they gold elves? The ones that work in Santa's shop, or is that leprechauns? Well, yeah, that would, I think that would be the leprechauns. But, I mean, the elves, they, they would know the leprechauns. That's the next They'd book. Be able That's to, the next right. Book. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, we are at Heroes and Fantasies here in San Antonio, uh, where you two just got finished doing a signing. Uh, this is the first time you've met face-to-face, right? Yeah, it yeah. is, yes. Awesome. So, uh, did you meet each other's expectations personally? Uh, I, I, <laughs> I think Christopher was great. I think I might not have brought my best uh, game. Someone just opened uh, the door on us. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, like we're barricaded into this little... Yeah, area. We're in a tiny little corner. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Christopher, how did you get involved in the book? Um, uh, I think Norm found me online, and um, I think I did some artwork for him, and then uh, he mentioned that he was uh, working on a book. Yeah, I bought and, some of your prints uh, yeah, initially yeah. with the uh, robots. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then we just started talking, and, and he said he's working on a book, and he asked me to be a part of it. And the rest it- is history. <laughs> How long ago was this? Was this right at the beginning of the process, or did you have the story in mind first, and then you went and sought out Christopher, or you you were you were you had an art style in mind, and then you saw Christopher's work? How did how that work? Uh, it it kind of came out of uh, out of finding Christopher's art. I uh, I had written uh, it, it's a it's a rhyming picture book, so it, it's kind of a poem, and 
I'd written that part of it uh, unexpectedly, and I, I didn't know what to do with it because that's not anything I normally uh, uh, engage in. That kind of uh, I, I was doing screenplays and uh, comic books, and uh, when I found his artwork, it kind of clicked. Like, oh, if this guy illustrated this thing, like that would be great. So I wrote him and maybe fronted like, yeah, I'm I'm working on this book, and I'd like it to be, but I, really, I was like, please draw it, please. I have a notebook. I, I don't know what else to do if you don't draw this. I have a notebook full of poems. <laughs> and uh, I was like, whoa, whoa, book of poems, what? I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> just gonna be drawing, just gonna be drawing guys in mascara. Yeah, yeah. With it all like Tim Burton, like somebody that, that's a fan of Tim Burton movies would get tattooed yeah. on them to so your book of poems. I, I need a picture of a unicorn on a fall day. Nice. With a razor blade. That's my specialty. <laughs> So, uh, so both of you, this is your first foray into children's books, or have you done anything, Christopher? Before? Um, I've done I've done a few. There's a um, there's a company called Farfaria. I think they're out in California too. They they do children's books strictly for iPads or not iPads, but tablets. Yeah. And I've done a few. Um, it's like it's like a subscription. Uh, you pay a certain amount of dollars a month, and you get free kids books. Um, and I've done some for them, but I've actually. I've actually never seen the book, so <laughs> I, I'm guessing they're using them. I don't know. They, they tell me. <laughs> yeah, they tell, yeah. Now, uh, this is a physical book. Is that something that's uh, – I'm out of the children's book game because mm-hmm. I don't have kids and I'm not a child, at least in the, in form, of, in the form of reading anyway. Uh, is this something unusual these days to have an actual physical product? Or is it like Christopher said, like do, do people do a lot of kids' books on the iPad? More so than physical books, or do you not know? I, 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 I'm not an expert myself. Uh, we, uh, the initial intent was to be a, a comic book publisher, and of course, comics are still uh, very much available in physical form. Uh, there's a lot; they're available in more digital formats uh, now. But, but uh, <laughs> announcement. Um, Our order is ready. Yes. <laughs> But uh, but there's still there's still a demand for a physical copy and and um, so that was our uh, that was our model when we said well we can do this too in addition to the comics we're doing and um, and there's still there, there's a lot of stuff uh, the the day the crowns quit uh, and uh, some other there's there's newer stuff that that you see if you walk into like the the four Barnes and Nobles that are left in the country <laughs> uh, new stuff coming out and um, yeah. It's not a not a book written by Jay Leno. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Wait, don't they? That's a big thing now. Celebrity, uh, uh, yeah, celebrity yeah, yeah. kids' books um, drives me nuts. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're already famous. Why? You know, there's so many authors that could could use a break, but they're. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, You're gonna make um, a powerful enemy of Jay Leno. <laughs> He's coming after me. <laughs> okay. So, so is it, it? Was it important to you to have a physical copy of the book? I mean, as a as a publisher, as a, as someone who who created the story, and then Christopher, you provided the artwork and the the uh, you know set the tone for the 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 story visually. Is it important for you for it to be something you can physically touch? Do you somehow see that as more important than if it were just digital? I, I do. I, um, I'm a book guy. I don't read hardly anything online. I, I prefer to have a book. And like the other company I was saying, Farfaria, I've done some stuff for them, but. I mean, if I want to show somebody, they have to get the app and pay the subscription. Yeah. But, but this, I can say, look, here's a book. They can hold it in their hands. And, and at least for me, um, I would much rather have a book. 
Yeah, I, I um, I, I love the the having the product in your hands, and I, there's a lot of right. Uh, there are a lot of web comics that I read online that then they'll they'll put out uh, physical book editions, and I I buy the content even though I've already read it because I want to hold it in my sure, hand. Sure. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, do you feel like that's where people are going? I mean, I, I don't. We're getting off on a tangent here, but you see all the kids with the iPads and stuff. Do you think that they know and appreciate what a physical book is? Do you think they'll appreciate it more going forward? You know, you're here personalizing it, which is a big thing for a lot of people. Uh, do you feel like the physical book maybe maybe might resonate more with a kid than some digital thing they're just swiping through personally? I th- I think that. Books will be around for a good long while, um, but I, there's absolutely uh, a generation that's going to come up with uh, with the digital f- content in a way that it's it's going. They're going to feel the same way with the iPad that I feel holding a book. You know, it takes me back to a a place in my childhood when I'm flipping through the picture book, and and they'll just have you know the different uh, experience. But they're not going to be at a Goodwill flipping through an iPad. Right, like, oh, right, I had this book right, as a kid. I'm yeah. reading this. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just get that file. Yeah. I, I can see, like, with with my kids, like, we read books. We don't really read anything on tablets because um, I'm a book guy, so they're growing up with a lot of books. But I could see where now we have, like, my daughter has so many books that I could see where having something on a tablet would be nice so you don't have this whole stack that she's got, like, bookshelves <laughs> full of books. And it's like, what do you do with them when she gets old? you know, older? She doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Whereas on a tablet, you know, but I, I'm not, uh, I'm not going that way yet. <laughs> Hold out as long as I'd you rather can. have the bookshelves full of books. And you know what I've seen uh, in the comic world is is some people will buy an issue that might be a collector's item because they want the physical product, but they, you file that away and you buy the digital version. Oh, okay. To to read, so you don't have to to uh, S- store all those comics. Right. Oh well, you, you have them in storage, but you don't have to handle them. It's like now oh. it's it's preserved. <laughs> oh, it can stay I, pristine. I can, I can just read the story on the iPad. Oh, okay. And, You're not gonna uh, get your grubby fingerprints all over the exactly, print. Exactly. Exactly. So you you get the the best of both worlds. Or if you don't have the money to invest in uh, those old books, you still have a, an opportunity to read them, even if your preference might be to okay. go buy the new issues. Gotcha. You say this is this is a way that I can experience something that I can't afford to otherwise. Okay. Cool. And things like that too. So. So let's get back to the process. You said you started this as a rhyming poem. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you turn it into a children's book? Uh, well, it, it actually it started uh, as a screenplay idea. Okay. Uh, my uh, my literary manager at the time had a habit of uh, he would just send all his clients an email randomly that would just say, I need like 50 new movie ideas in my inbox by Monday from each of you. And he didn't. He knew like most of these are going to be terrible. It was just the, to make you go through the process of he gave you homework. Yeah, basically, basically. Oh. Um, and and this was one of them. Like, all right, uh, the naughty list kid has to misbehave to save Christmas. Whatever, I got to do fifty of these. Uh, but it it ended up being the one that kind of like stuck in my head. And I, said, yeah, I think there's something to that because that's uh, the idea of the naughty or nice is. Uh, it's something everybody's familiar with in terms of the Santa Claus mythos, but that's not really what Santa Claus stories tend to be about. Um, so, um, so what I, what I was doing is, is just jotting down ideas occasionally for it. Like things a kid could do to be bad that would be good in a movie. Right. right. And they, they, and they, so I was literally, I was making a list of naughty behavior (laughs) and, uh, 
But and and some of it was getting like really outrageous. I was like, you can't do that in a movie, like because it doesn't make any sense for a kid to engage in that activity. Um, and then what had happened was the list itself started to kind of become a piece of you know a work. And and I noticed that like, oh well, if I change that word, then those two lines are they they would rhyme. And then and I just started played with that. And the next thing I knew, I was like, oh well, there it is. It's it's a poem. I guess I wrote that. And like I said, I did I didn't know what to do with it, so. I filed it away and, and moved on, and uh, and then I got the idea. Okay, like if he draws it, that could be a book. So, so was the book finished writing when you sent it to Christopher? Yeah, I had the I had the whole thing. Um, I asked him like, "Would you be interested?" And he said yes, and so I sent him the whole poem, and uh, then uh, kind of we went back and forth and, and broke it down. Like, okay, these are the lines that would be on this page, and then this line's going to get its own page because it's going to be a funny picture. And, and we broke it down that way, and then I just uh, sat back and waited for the art to come in. What's the collaboration process like for you being, oh, this being guy, in Texas from, from California? Th- yeah, this guy was horrible. I mean, he was so mean. <laughs> and, no, no, it was awesome. I mean, that's the, that's the great thing about the Internet is, like, like you said, he's in California and I'm in Texas. But just through emails, you know, it's like, it's like we're, you know, working you know right next to each other almost you know it's send him some emails send him some sketches he'd send them back say change this do this i like this and just kind of back and forth i mean it's great it's it's uh it's kind of levels the playing field i don't have to fly out there he doesn't have to come to texas i can send him stuff in the middle of the night i can send him stuff in the morning it's it's awesome so uh do you draw this all uh by hand i mean not by hand but on uh pencil and paper first or you use digitally um yeah so I, i sketch it all out by pencil um, and once Norma, you know, approved them, then I went over it and uh, I go over it with the pen. That's that's how I did this, and then I actually colored them in Photoshop for this book. Oh, so you're not using Illustrator or anything like that? No, no, not on this. Oh, this wow. is the uh, Photoshop and color it kind of uh, underneath the ink lines. That's uh, pretty old school by comparison to to most stuff today, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I know some people. Some people actually draw the whole thing like with Photoshop, or Illustrator, or uh, what's the other one? There's a Manga Studio or something like that. Yeah. But um, I prefer to do it uh, on paper, and then then it, you know he could always sell the art or whatever. You know, if it's all digital, you don't have the art. To sell. That's true. Do you ever? Uh, is this is the work in here based on anything from your life? Like any kind of thing you like to draw? You maybe snuck in there. Uh, yeah, there's actually quite a few. I don't think we planned it, but um, there's uh, there's uh, well, there's one as trans. There's a trans. I'm not going to tell you how, but there's a transformer in there. There's a team. Uh, there's uh, a Ninja Turtle uh, reference. There's one Star Wars. Muppets. A Muppets. Um, just kind of little things in there. Yeah. Uh, t- uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Was this now? Was this your choice? This was all you, or was it um, a I collaboration? Think it, was, it was some of both, and some of it just kind of. You, just kind of threw it in there, and I didn't realize there was so much until towards the end of the book. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that, and there's that, and there's that. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. I saw the artwork back in April or so, and I okay. remember noticing, uh, yeah. Yeah. noticing all the little Easter eggs, I guess is what you call it. Um, so so the process of, uh, of actually putting the book together, like getting it published, did you encounter any difficulties in that, or is it is it you were just kind of flying by the seat of your pants, or did you have research done before that? It was real seat of the pants. And in fact, uh, when we were, we initially broke the book down, um, and we decided I believe it was twenty four pages. Yeah. And the and the art origi- it was originally uh, the artwork uh, top of the page with the uh, text toward the the bottom third or quarter of the page. And then um, 
when I went to e- examine like the actual process of getting things printed, they were like, well, okay, you need to have a multiple, like your pages have to be a multiple of four and, and all kinds of stuff. And, and I was like, ah, oh, we didn't, we never did like a, a copyright page. And so, um, and, then, and this was maybe a year after he'd finished the artwork and I had to go back to him and I was like, we need more art and we need to get it up to like a certain number. So we ended up going, um, we ended up taking the text and cutting it off the bottom. And, and so now it's, it's uh, left-hand page is text, right-hand page is the artwork that goes along with that. And so each page turn is a new pairing of, of text and image. Um, and uh, we, and we had to fill it out. We had to create uh, the copyright page. We, and then we, we, we had to get up to that multiple of four. And, yeah, yeah. and so uh, we had our, about the author and illustrator page we had to create and uh, a couple more. It was just about like, making it fit what the now the the people printing the book are like this is how books are made and it was like oh, oh okay yeah okay you're that. just like put some paper together and <laughs> yeah. sell it i don't know yeah. what you mean yeah. you got staples or something <laughs> what do you mean you can't do a three-page book <laughs> so what's the uh is there psychology behind uh the format of this book now we're looking at it here and you can of course see it on uh, karatepetshop.com but the the dimensions of the book it's longer than it is tall mm-hmm. is there a, a, this may be maybe a little <laughs> maybe it's a little too cerebral, but is there a psychology as to why this is like that as a kid's book? Or is it just because that's how the art fit? Or well, what? I, I really wanted to call back to the widescreen format of <laughs> film. No, I, uh, like I said, it, it, that was... Uh, it was just one of the options. That was what he'd drawn. And once we cut the text off the bottom, it was like, okay, well, now the pages are rectangles. and. Well, there was um, a study they did several years ago that um, if the book is wider than taller, it, it draws in the eye... I was, I was going to ask if this was going to be I was some, keep going some, back there. You know. <laughs> but, uh, Both of you sold me on that, totally. Yeah. No, I didn't know if I, I – I mean, obviously the kids' book market is different than the, you know, adult book market. I didn't know if there was a reason. Right. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's it, easier for a kid to hold. I don't know. It's not an unusual format to see, uh, like, a picture book in. Yeah. But it, it sort of is that way because uh, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> now, uh, from the experience with this, you've – have you you think you've learned enough that you're ready to to jump right into another one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got another. Well, we've got a graphic novel coming out uh, at the early 2016, uh, hopefully in the spring. Uh, that'll be an adaptation of Ricky Tiki Tavi, and that that process is going a lot smoother on on the uh, technical side of, of the printing and everything because we've already done the naughty list and, and learned those lessons. And and even as we were doing the naughty list, I was able to to run to the the people uh, working on Ricky and say like, okay, just get ready for this, like, and, and, and prep that. And uh, may, it, that's made that a much easier process. And I think we're going to have a, an even stronger book uh, from a technical standpoint. Now, for that reason. would you say that, uh, that your upcoming work, are, are you sticking to with like the kids theme stuff? Or are you going to branch out a little more? Every, uh, everything we do at Karate Pet Shop is definitely going to be uh, for all ages. Uh, and by that, like, we really mean, you know, all ages in, in terms of uh, it'll be age-appropriate for your children. There's nothing, you know, offensive. But hopefully you're as entertained by it or, you know, uh, you're at least picking up on those kinds of, like, Easter eggs that, that get laid down in the artwork or uh, the, the um, Ricky graphic novel that's coming out. I've been describing as sort of a, like a Don Bluth movie where uh, – if you think about like the secret of Nim, like the crow character is, is very goofy and appealing to a child. But then, you know, towards the end of the story that, you know, they're fighting and they're drawing blood Someone with their swords. Stab, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> so it's, it, we're, we're trying to create that balance, um, that there's something there for, 
you and there's something there for your kids and you can enjoy it as a family together. All right, so when uh, when can we expect Ricky? Uh, early 2016, uh, hopefully by hopefully the spring. Uh, we want to be ready for WonderCon. Have copies. Okay. Have copies there. Christopher, are you working on anything right now? Um, what am I working on? I will totally think about Ricky. Um, <laughs> I used to love that. Um, well, no, I just finished uh, another kid's book. Uh, oh, I'm working on Monster Elementary Part 2. It's an uh, all-ages graphic novel as well. Um, the second one, I'm, I'm, work- I'm one of the artists working on that. And then uh, ah, that's about it right now. It's kind of slowing down right now. Yeah, Monster Elementary is fantastic. If you see a copy, grab it. Is it is it in digital format or is it uh, strictly... Uh... Paperback. <laughs> it's, it's on. It's on Comicsology. You can go to Comicsology. <laughs> oh, is it on Comicsology? Okay. Monster Elementary. That's so much easier. I mean, yeah. as much as I uh, am, am, am phobic about being all digital with books, yeah. it is easy to, to be like because it's hard to find a comic shop that keeps back stock. I mean, right, this right. place is huge. So, I mean, so Comicsology, you like pay per issue or something? Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, Comicsology. Uh, it, it's it's literally like a digital comic store. You, okay. You, uh, um, That's cool. Not yeah. not every shop is as big here as Heroes and Fantasies right, that can keep right. a huge back stock. So, right. uh, and do you sell do you sell work online? I do. I do commissions and paintings, drawings at ctupa.com, uh, all kind of stuff. I do a lot of commissions. People ask me to draw stuff, paint stuff. And for uh, Halloween, I did a drawing slash painting uh, every single day for for Halloween. Different, and then I did some people I know and uh, random ghosts and goblins and stuff. What's your favorite thing to draw? Oh man. I don't know. Uh, I like drawing. Well, my my style is kind of cartoony, so I like doing like goofy cartoon like monsters and and uh, just creatures, animals, stuff like that. All right. So that's ctupa.com. Yes, sir. Thank you. KaratePetShop.com. KaratePetShop.com. You can order the book directly there. You can. And uh, so just in time for Christmas, mm-hmm. it'll uh, ship out. It's a great Christmas book. It's yeah. on uh, Amazon too. If you if you're doing your Christmas shopping there, Prime eligible, just throw it into the box with everything else and. Yeah, no. Um, I read it to uh, I read it to my kids, and and they'd seen me kind of working on it, but they didn't really know much about it. And so when Norm gave me a copy, I sat down and I was all excited. And I read it to them, and they loved it. And I know I know I helped make it, but I was laughing the whole time too. And so <laughs> so we all had a. It's, it's good for whoever reads it to the kids, or if the kids read it themselves, it's it's they're gonna they're gonna have a good time. It's fun. It's a fun. It's a funny story. All right, very cool guys. Thanks a lot. Congrats on the book. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this Cine Snob podcast. To read reviews, interviews, and more, visit cinesnob.net. See you next week.